Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. I'm Clint, and this episode we're going to tell the story of Cleanse the Causeway, the battle between the Douglases and the Hamiltons in downtown Edinburgh. And then we're going to get academic with it and talk about were the Hamiltons really a clan or just an aristocratic family? Now, before I jump into the story, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, USA Kilts. They've got a really cool YouTube channel called USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions. Go on there to learn a ton of cool stuff about kilts, how to wear kilts, what to wear with kilts, different types of kilts. I mean, really anything you can think of on that subject. And then also tons of cool stuff about the Scottish history in general, Scottish culture. There's lots of cool stuff on that channel. I really enjoy watching it. And then there's also a, uh, their storefront is usakilts.com. And that's where you'd go to actually purchase their material, which is very good quality. Their customer service is awesome. I'm speaking from personal experience. So usakilts.com or go to watch their stuff on USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions on YouTube. So let's talk about the story that we're going to get into here. The story is, I'm taking this story right from a website. I'm going to post the link for the website in the show notes, okay? So you'll have, you you can go back and read it yourself. And there are some parts of this, I think, that are written, it it bogs down in a little, some spots, and it's hard to kind of keep everything straight. So that's why I'm including the, the link. You can go read it yourself. And in the, but, but generally it's a good story. It's uh, it's it's action packed for sure, and so I think you like the story, and then we'll we'll transition from there into the uh, the academic and the questions. I got some I got some questions. Okay, I got some questions about the Hamiltons. Now, like I said, the link it's from www.douglashistory.co.uk, and the to to tell you right up front my reservation about this. The story is that I don't know where they got the information for the story. There is nothing on the web page. Now, I could have done a more broad search for the Battle of Cleanse the Causeway. One of my techniques that I use for that is I go to the, the Wikipedia site, and from there, I go down to references. And right now, I'm, I'm typing this in. And I think that's actually how I found the the Douglas History webpage. Yes, that is correct. Um, so in the on the Wikipedia page for sources, it's got historic earls and earldoms of Scotland. So there's something you could go to, Douglas family and clan battles, and it, that's the one that takes you to the DouglasHistory.co.uk and then Encyclopedia Britannica Online. Why am I bothering this? What we why am I bothering telling you this? It, it's because sources matter, and when the source was was written matters. So clearly the person who's writing this story, it's the, the language is too modern to be anywhere close to contemporary. And so what were they drawing it from? And that's when it doesn't say. So anyway, just wanted to tell you that up front in case you have more of an academic mind. You're like, ah, but what's the source? I'm just telling you up front. I don't know. Now it seems like they're dragging it from someplace they weren't just making it up. This isn't like a myth, a mythological story in Douglas. And they just like wanted to make up a story about a time where they beat up on somebody else. I don't think that's where this is coming from. But let me just read you the story. Just sit back, enjoy, 
drive, if that's what you're doing while you listen to podcasts, um, yard work, whatever you're doing right now, just enjoy a story for a second. And and then and then we'll, we'll dive into it a little more intellectually here in a minute. So beginning the quote from this douglashistory.co.uk website, quote, the skirmish known as Cleanse the Causeway or Clear the Causeway took place in the High Street of Edinburgh, Scotland on April 30th, 1520, between rivals James Hamilton, 1st Earl of Arran, Chief of Clan Hamilton, and Archibald Douglas, 6th Earl of Angus, Chief of Clan Douglas. The skirmish was the result of enmity between the House of Hamilton and the Red Angus line of the House of Clan Douglas, both powerful noble families jealous of each other's influence over King James V. The Hamiltons, led by Sir Patrick Hamilton of Kincavel, half-brother of the Earl of Arran, and Sir James Hamilton of Finnart, the Earl's bastard son, attempted to apprehend the Earl of Angus and prompted a street fight. The Earl of Arran had become Lord Provost of Edinburgh in 1517 and head of the King's Council. In a dispute over the sale of a cargo of timber from a Dutch ship, he had sided with Leith merchants over the Edinburgh Burgesses, the Leithers, supported by Robert Barton, had ignored any of the rights of the Burgesses, but Aaron still gave them his support, enraging the Edinburgh traders. During the skirmish, the Burgesses of Edinburgh saw the opportunity for revenge and took the side of Angus. The Hamiltons were led by Sir Patrick Hamilton of Kincavel, illegitimate son of James Hamilton, First Lord Hamilton, and half-brother of the Earl of Arran, and Patrick's nephew, Sir James Hamilton of Finnart, illegitimate son of the Earl of Arran. Sir Patrick had previously won notoriety in a duel with a French mercenary, John Coupant, some years earlier in Edinburgh Castle, where, despite being unhorsed, he had forced the Frenchman to yield. He was renowned for his hot temper and love of a good fight, and he was the spark in this particular powder keg, spurred on by Sir James Hamilton of Finnart. Patrick made his way onto the high street in a furious rage accompanied by his men and ran straight into the Earl of Angus. The brawl began. In each road and alleyway, Hamiltons and Douglases set about battling each other with, quote, bill and spear, sword and knife, unquote. Douglases ransacked known Hamilton safe houses, setting them alight in an attempt to smoke out those inside. In the panic, chaos, and frenzy, it was almost impossible for anyone to prove allegiance to either Hamilton or Douglas before being assaulted or killed. Many fled the city to escape the fighting. Others barricaded their doors and hoped to be spared the fighting that followed in the alleyways and streets all the way up what is now the Royal Mile. Although they instigated the fight, it went badly for the Hamiltons, and Sir Patrick Hamilton and about 70 others were killed in the incident, though some records record up to 300 deaths. The Earl of Arran and Sir James were able to fight their way out, escaping along a narrow close and stealing a nearby pack horse that had come into the city with coals before fleeing through the shallows of the Norloch marshes. The Earl of Angus sent out trumpeters to issue an ultimatum to the remaining Hamiltons to leave the city, and over 800 horsemen took advantage of this, leaving the city in disgrace. By nightfall, the Douglases had control of the city and the castle. Close quote. That's the story from the source, the link that I gave you. All right, so there's several things in here I want to dissect, but before I, I want to do that, I want to talk about why are we even asking the question, were the, were the Hamiltons of clan? Of course they were, Clint. They were from Scotland. Scotland was living in a kin-based society. I don't know what else is going on here. 
here's the deal. Not every, and as, as you've, if you've been on our Facebook group and have taken part in any of the more academic styled discussions there, or if you've been listening to this episode for more than four or five episodes, you'll know that this is a theme. We're trying to, we're trying to cut through all the romanticism that surrounds Scottish clans and dig up what, what was really going on there. What did a clan look like? How did they function? And and how how did this concept of a kin-based society look different in different parts of Scotland? Um, I think the border region of Scotland with the border reavers. I think no one know, need, really needs to prove that any of those guys were living in a kin-based society that looked very much like the clans of the Highlands. Now that the some people get into the semantics of it, I'm like, well, clans a, a Gaelic word, and it. Really, so clans only pertain to places where people were speaking Gaelic. And at the same time, in my head, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. Regardless of what different language we're speaking, it's the same thing. And so we might have a different word for it. But so in our language today, we're going to call it that the word that we've adopted for anything that looks like this is clan. My question is, who really looked like this? Did and I, th and I think we've established that not every Scottish surname was a clan, although I think there is just a dis uh, unbelievable amount of people that are under that impression. And were the Hamiltons a clan? So that's that's just a little bit of a background on on why we're digging into this. And feel free to explore the rest of the episodes in this podcast and. We've, we've dug into this so much, but I think the Hamiltons are a good case study. Now, I'm not promising you that after we break down the story of Cleanse the Causeway that you'll be 100% certain that they were or weren't a clan. I'm going to present to you the story, which I just did, my own thoughts, and parts of the story that I think would be important to look at, and then I'll let you decide. Also, if you are a clan Hamilton history aficionado, and you can hook us up with some sources that the, us as, we as a community should go check out. Please do that in a spirit of love and brotherhood or sisterhood. Familiality. Uh, familia, family. We're all family. So <clears throat> first thing I want to point out is that the very beginning, first, first paragraph, it mentions James Hamilton, first Earl of Arran, chief of Clan Hamilton and Archibald Douglas, 6th Earl of Angus, chief of Clan Douglas. Okay. Is My first thought is, this is this very quite possibly an anachronism. This is somebody who lives today, is looking at this with what I just mentioned about how probably 80% of the people of this world who care enough about Scottish clans to even have an opinion one way or another, that... 80% of them look at clans as like, yeah, it was just a bunch of clans, all of Scotland. And you had all these different clans and everybody was in a clan, which I don't think that is that is accurate. And, but somebody who's looking at Scottish history with that perspective, and now they're telling the story and they're just, well, the highest ranking Hamilton was this guy and the highest ranking Douglas dude was this guy. And so they're, they're the clan chiefs. Were they? Because having a chief in my head, is one of the, the indicators that is walking or quacking like a duck. It's one, it's one of the indicators of whether we're really dealing, dealing with a clan or not. And so that would be important to know, were these two men 
on either side, were they really clan chiefs? Or is somebody superimposing? Were, they, were these men really the, the head of a very broad kindred that could extend out many degrees of kinship? And, and did they feel some sort of paternalistic feeling and obligation toward the clan? Kind of like a father looks at his own smaller family. And did they look at him as the same? See, I, I think right there, if, if that one thing is in place, this concept of a chief acknowledged by himself and reciprocated by the, the kindred, I, I don't even know if we need to go any farther than to say it's a clan. But, but another, I think, huge indicator that would strengthen that would be acting in some cohesive manner in a common effort. Be, and the reason they're coming together and acting together in this effort is because of either real or perceived kinship. All right. And so that's why I'm bringing up this story is because it looks like the chief of the Hamiltons rallied a bunch of Hamiltons and the chief of the Red Douglases rallied a bunch of Red Douglases and they had at each other. But I don't know. I don't know if that was really what was going on or if the, the, even the presence of chief here is somebody who's looking at it later in with this huge romanticized view of clans and stamping it back in history. So, so I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> there's probably more, there's, there's farther down that rabbit hole I could go, but I, I don't want to lose momentum here. Um, one thing I do want to, before I bring up my next point is I want to really like, I just mentioned my sponsor just super briefly or at the very beginning of this, but before I forget, I really want to just, just put in a plug for them because I think it's worth it. I just want you as a listener to know that they didn't reach out to me and say, Hey, cool podcast. Can we, can we be your sponsor? I reached out to them. Okay. I had, it started by watching their YouTube channel. I just thought their content was good. It was informative. It was entertaining. It answered a lot of questions. They're very, they're very intuitive. And maybe it's just, they've got a good marketing mind and they know how to write the title of their YouTube video. But I think it's more than that because once you click it, you'll find if that's, if it's just a good title or if it's actually quality content. And I'd, I'd look through several of their YouTube videos and their YouTube videos talk about Scottish culture generally, um, but then they they diet or, or they get into Scottish history, but they dial it in on specifically the kilt itself. There's tons of really cool content on kilts, where they come from, how they're worn, what you wear with them, different occasions, different types of kilts. Um, lately, they've been talking about kilts as they relate to Ireland. And that's an interesting conversation. So go check them out on their, their YouTube channel is USA Kilts and Celtic Traditions. Now their storefront is usakilts.com. And I have a kilt from usakilts.com from this, this company. And, and there's, there's more, I don't want to leave out the team, but the, the two faces that you'll see on the YouTube channel is Eric and Rocky, and we did a, a podcast together that I put out a while ago, and they were my guests, and we had a great conversation, but my interaction with them has always been positive. The kilt is of very good quality. I, I enjoy wearing it. I didn't have any idea how much I would enjoy wearing a kilt. It's just, it's, I, I got to say it's liberating, but the, the, the make is quality, and the customer service was awesome. 
just awesome. And they ship free anywhere in the U.S. So they're doing great stuff for Scottish culture. So I, I hope you'll go out and support them viewing their YouTube channel, which actually is not sponsored and probably not like there's no ads on it. So I don't even know it. I think for all I can tell on the YouTube channel, they're just, they just want to promote the culture, but go to their, you know, and then if people go from there to their storefront and purchase their products and that's cool too, and it's worth it. So do it. All right. The next thing I want to talk about as we break down where the Hamiltons, so there's the issue of the chief that we just mentioned. So did they have a chief? Did they not have a chief? The, the next thing I want, I just noticed here in this, I didn't actually include this in my notes, but just something as I was reading through that popped out to me is that the, okay, let's, let's pretend that they had a chief. Okay. The Hamiltons led by Sir Patrick Hamilton of Kincavel, half brother, the Earl of Arran. This is something that Highland clans did. The, the chief didn't himself. He wasn't always the military guy for the clan. One um, pop culture example of this is the Outlander series, where it's not the chief of the Mackenzies who is their military leader. In fact, he's got a medical condition that prohibits him from being such. But his his brother, Dougal, is the military leader. So that's, that was very common. And with, with the Campbells, it was a whole branch of the clan. It was I think it was the it was either the Campbells of Ard Kingless or the uh, what was the other branch? There's a whole branch of Campbells, and they were the ones that the that the Earls of Argyle looked to to train their guys, to lead their guys in the in combat, and for sure the chief, a Highland chief, is expected to be out there with his guys, and not just like watching it from some distant hilltop and not anywhere close to danger that wouldn't engender confidence and loyalty amongst the clan but it wasn't always the chief himself who did it so i see that interesting in this story that it's not actually the earl of Arran who's leading it says the hamiltons led by sir patrick hamilton of kincavel the half-brother of the earl of Arran. so that that one thing looks like something that the highland clans did a lot and i could have off the top of my head named you several other examples but i think you get the point next thing that i want to so that's one thing that kind of looks like a clan. The the next thing is the the numbers involved. So sometimes I've, I've been re reading Wikipedia, a Wikipedia article on a clan. You know, that's where I, it's a good place to just get your start, right? And then you can go dig in deeper from there and you can develop your own thoughts about whether the Wikipedia article is good or not. But I was just reading this Wikipedia article, and I'm and this is actually back in the days where I'm very first starting to form this thought is like this is this is giving the history of just one particular family, like in one immediate family, father to son, father to son. It's not telling anything about what the broader kindred did and what they're involved in. There's there's no clan battles like on a battle scale. All the feuds that they mention here, and I can't remember even what clan I was reading it when I was when I was thinking about this. I was like, but it, they, yeah, they mentioned a feud, but it was just like so and so hated so and so and happened to bump into him downtown and stabbed him to death. That's that in my head. That's not any kind of in, indication of there being clan feuds. That's just. That's just, hey, me and my buddies went downtown, saw some guys we didn't like from a different school, and decided to pick a fight. That's that's not a kin-based society necessarily. So, so the the numbers that are involved in this were so to start off with, 
It says Sir Patrick Hamilton and about 70 others were killed in the incident, although some records record up to 300 deaths. So somewhere between 70 and 300. Shall we just pick a conservative number? Shall we just go like 100? Okay, let's see. Let's say 100 guys just on the Hamilton side died. So out of how many? I mean, for, in my head, if all there were was 100 Hamiltons who identified as Hamiltons or connected to a kindred with the surname of Hamilton, like even if they're not blood related to to him, but they're like this is this is the the group of people that I've attached myself. Like so, anywhere in that ballpark of a hundred people total at the fight would be enough for me. But there was a hundred people, or maybe it was just seventy, or maybe it was even less because the numbers could get murky here. Here, like it said that there's it's kind of hard to tell who was who in some part of this battle. So if that was the case, how do we know? How do we even get our numbers of casualties? How do we even know that it was seventy actual? Hamilton affiliated people? I don't know. Well, I mean, we let's just go super conservative between 70 and 300 and let's just pick the low number, 70. So how many real how how many did they start off with? Did they I mean not every Hamilton died in this. And that mentions a couple getting away, but surely there had to have been more than 70. If 70 people died, what, what were they? we were looking at 140, 200, 200 guys? 200, 200 Hamilton, just on the Hamilton side, that would be enough for me to say this was a clan, clan battle between clans, between the Hamilton clan and the Douglas clan, where regardless of whether we need to use, we're going to nitpick of, well, clan's a Gallic word and it needs to be only used with the Gallic speakers or whether we're going to call them surnames or whether, because that's more like Lowland or however we're going to go. I'm just going with the word clan to describe this kindred, okay? So if there were 200 of them that, were Hamiltons, that's enough for me. Now, later on, to, to even add to that, later at the very end of this, it says, you know, so the Douglas is a win, and then they put the word out that anybody who's at all attached to Hamiltons need to get out, and it says 800 horsemen took advantage of this and left. Let's let's just account for inflation, of like gross inflation of figures. Let, let's say out of, out of the 70 that were killed, out of the possible... I mean, how many more were there people uh, who identified as Hamiltons? Either they bore the Hamilton surname or they were known sympathizers with the Hamiltons or they had some very strong connection to this kindred. Just the numbers here. This is not just two dudes who hated each other, bumped into each other downtown and went at it. And you, that's that's not what we're dealing with here. Even if we look at these numbers very conservatively. I think the numbers lean toward that. So let's recap. Hamilton's clan or not clan? I don't know. It looks like a clan battle here to me. It kind of looks like that. But I, I'm, I don't. When I draw a conclusion like this, I don't just like my whole perspective on life does not depend on whether the Hamiltons are a clan or not. I could be persuaded otherwise. This just to me, it looks like a clan battle. Even if we're getting a bit anachronistic with chief thing going on like I mentioned at the beginning that that may have been the case it just but if you put the whole thing together it looks like a clan battle to me so that's my thoughts on it what are yours comment down in uh, down in the uh, the uh, whether you're wherever whatever platform you're doing this on let's get let's let's start a discussion on this and let's maybe get into this broader discussion on 
let's let's look at it honestly, okay? Let's not just get our emotions involved in here and look at this through romantic eyes. Hey, look, I've been there. It's okay. As as when I was a teenager, that was when I was first getting super fascinated with the whole subject of Scottish clans. It goes back that far. That's when I first learned about my own ancestry that came from the Highlands and um but I I've I've went through a lot of years, a lot of years with a very romanticized view of Scottish history, Celtic history, what the word Celtic even means, that might be the subject of the next episode because like we get this word Celtic that's just thrown all over the place. And there's been a, a lot of scholarly work on that. Anyway, I, I viewed this through romantic eyes for a long, long time. And now let's just cut through it. Let's just cut through all the how we want it to look. And let's try to decide what it really was by using the evidence that we have at our hands. Okay, and today was just scratching the surface. We didn't get super, like I said, sources. Where are we at with sources on this? But let's do it. Let's 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 get engaged in this conversation. Let's let's talk about it on the, the Facebook page, the, the Facebook um, group. Sorry, make sure that's a distinction when you're finding us on there. And uh, or or you can bring it up. You can send me a personal email at the Scottish Clans at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Podbean. However you want to do it. Um, Probably for a, a group discussion, the Facebook group would be the best, but um, let's keep going with this, shall we? And until next time, Marsh and Lave Andrasta.